podcast for Filthy Casuals by Filthy Casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 120, recorded Sunday, January the 15th, 2017. I'm your host, David Holloway, and joining me firstly is a man whose diction improves the more he drinks. At least that's what the eight-foot purple Pokemon tells him. How are you, Simon? I'm good. I haven't seen enough Pokemon recently. Haven't I really... I've used to see a lot more. Used to see a lot more. I think it's because I switched from from vodka to whiskey. I think I need to switch back again. I could just use Pokemon Go, I suppose. That seems to be winning awards at the moment. Oh, is it? Because I I still sadly play Pokemon Go, and I'm trying to think what the eight-foot purple Pokemon would be. But I can't be Mm -hmm. asked trying to work that out. Um, Yeah, we won't go to... Has it won an award, really? Yeah. Not because of the gameplay itself, Good. but because, mobile game. because of what it what it did, the way it made people socialise, the, the social dimension of it. Yeah, good. Okay. That's and and when, when, when you, or the experience, when you think about it, a game isn't just the gameplay, it's not just the graphics, it's not just the sound design, it's the experience. And in this case, the social interaction and people grouping together and looking for the same yeah. thing and... You know, stopping in the middle of highways. That was all part of the social experience. It was. It was. And look, I have to admit, I'm still playing it all these months later and with the family and whatever. So, yeah, you, you're right. Um, you've already heard him briefly just now, but we also have a man whose inflatable crown is now orange because it's full of Dorito crumbs. How are you, Ben? Uh, I'm pretty good, David. And listeners, if you don't know that uh, reference about the inflatable crown, go look at my um, uh, Twitter at this morning 13. Check it out. You'll, you'll see what he's talking about. <laughs> Also, if you receive a particular loot crate. That was, the one. that was one from a couple of years oh, ago, I, I think. Oh, I had yeah. that loot crate. I've got that inflatable crown. It I... was one of my favourite crates, to be honest. That was a good one. Yeah, um, I only uh, subscribed to loot crate. I think I got three of them, but that was definitely one of them. I've got that damn inflatable crown somewhere. Yeah, it had a uh, D&D shirt, the crown, yes. uh, the bow tie, um, oh, the... Uh, House of Stark USB key. Darth Vader, um, so yeah. Darth Vader key ring? Or oh, that might have been the next one, anyway. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that might have been in there as well. But yeah, it, they had like a whole bunch of really cool stuff. I remember that that crate was one of my favourite ones that they did. I mean, but like, I usually just hang out for the t shirt, so I'm probably going to change my subscription just to loot wear now. Yeah, and well, the exchange rates turned me off. Oh, yeah, it's getting pretty nasty. Um, so, yeah, good to be back in 2017. I know we did a bit of an end-of-the-year wrap-up uh, last year, uh, last episode, but we'll, we'll do a little bit more of that and then do a bit of the usual as well. Um, but, as always, we'll start off with what we've been playing. So, Ben, lay it on us. As always, I think it's fair to say you have the most number of games played. Um, yeah, yeah. well, I've had a fair bit of time off lately, so I've been hitting that... Uh hitting the games there, and I've only listed a few in our run sheet because um, I just can't remember all of them because I've been dabbling in everything here, there, and everywhere. Uh, usual culprits of Destiny, Overwatch, and Titanfall 2. Um, I'm going to say Titanfall 2, as much as I love playing the multiplayer in that, I have resorted to connecting to American servers because there's no one on the Australian servers to play with. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, well, there's people there. It's just I just don't want to play the same attrition maps over and over and over and over again i'd like to mix it up and play some different game styles once in a while so there is that um day of the tentacle uh remastered that's actually free now on the ps plus 
uh, game. So go pick that one up. It's a few hours worth of old school LucasArts adventure gaming. Good fun. Um, one of my favorite games from the 90s. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. I've been smashing that on the PC because I've got a new PC and I need something to test it on. Uh, the Division, I went back to check out that and see what the, it's like and uh, been playing that on PC instead of console like I did the first time around. And, you know, the leveling process is still really, really fun. Uh, just going through and doing the leveling up, especially if you've got a group of friends and going through and doing it all. It's really good fun. Uh, also hit up Watch Dogs 2 and Forza Horizon 3 because everyone keeps raving about them, so I had to check them out. Okay. Yeah, so decent list. Uh, there's many more. I've been just trialing and erroring with everything at the moment, but, um, hey, got to start somewhere. Yeah, no, good stuff. Yeah. And Simon, over the break, what did you get up to with gaming-wise? Well, considering that pretty much three weeks of uh, my vacation time was spent in an area with not terribly fast internet and uh, didn't want to impinge on my mother's ability to watch Netflix since I persuaded her to get rid of the cable or the satellite service, um, I had to resort to, to local stuff and just trying to binge when I came back. So The Witness, I spent a lot of time playing The Witness and trying to introduce my mother and her friends to that, thinking that because they all do cryptic crosswords oh, yeah. and Sudoku, 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 whatever, that thing with the numbers and the, and the nine, I think. Uh, and what else they do? Uh, something called Code Breakers, uh, all of this sort of stuff. So I thought, well, The Witness is a puzzle game. So it was very educational, um, extremely educational. I discovered that they do these puzzles basically through trial and error and guesswork. Okay. There doesn't be any form of logic involved in how they solve these things, as was as I <laughs> witnessed. Uh, when we when I try to play, with yes, I, I, I need some sound. We need soundboard. We really do. That's your job, <laughs> or, or better jokes. One, one of the other. Uh, so yeah, realised very quickly that now they're just trying things at random and hoping they work. Then of course you can't do that in the witness because you need to work out what what the sequence of beginner puzzles are teaching you, the, the language and the methodology and the thinking behind it. Otherwise, you have got no way of solving anything more complicated further on, especially when things start combining. So, yeah, I gave up on that pretty quickly. Let them get back to guessing things out of the newspaper. Uh, it was also very revealing when I gave my mother a controller to try playing Watch Dogs. So I just sort of handed it to her. Sideways, I probably should have been a little bit more, I should have oriented it correctly, but it was basically gave it to her and then saw how she was holding it and then turned it right way up and bottom side down. If she couldn't have been holding it less correctly than she did, I <laughs> uh, thought, yeah, there's this generation gap here. Yeah. I, Just for the listeners, explain to them how old is your mother? Well, she's she's uh, she's smart and pretty progressive, and but uh, yeah, she's retired, so she's what about seventy six, I think. So oh, not yeah, good she, on her. She was sixty two when she had you, so yeah, that'd be about right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a miracle she could still walk. <laughs> but anyway, um, so when I got back, I 
just threw myself into uh, some some more watchdogs some my old favorite DCUO where I'm still up up uh, leveling up Skeletor my current favorite some VR stuff Robinson the Journey which is uh, a really pretty game although it's got some appalling texture holds periodically and you've really got to be careful how you move in case you throw a pool in your lap which is generally bad and I keep going back to Star Wars, the Star Wars Battlefront VR mission because it's just so cool. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah, I, I watched um, uh, Brendan, who was on our cast a couple of months ago. Um, I watched his video on uh, the YouTubes of uh, playing Star Wars VR, and I'm very jealous. It looks like a hell of a lot of fun. Oh, look! If you, you're both welcome to come over here and and play it and have pizza and drink beer. Um, to as soon as you got the airfare together. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> and David, what have you been playing? Let, oh, wait, 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 let everyone guess. Everyone guess. Give them a second. Okay, you got your answers. Drum roll, ready? drum roll. Sorry, I was muted. I, I um yeah, I thought for two, <laughs> I thought for 2017, I'd totally mix it up and surprise everyone. So I've been playing Wow Legion. And Destiny. But, <gasps> Simon, you will be, um, and I'm having a mental blank on the goddamn name of it, the one that you played last time that copped a bagging, it's the one where you ex- can explore millions of new worlds. Um, got uh, uh, um, um, Battle uh, Biggest Regret Simulator 2016. <laughs> White Simulator. Oh, that's a good game. Especially if you can get the one before... To, no, that's probably in bad taste. So oh, what's we'll the name of it? Missing, in, missing on Twitter developer 2016. Anyway, oh, that, players... Is that, that what it's called? Players that, found? Something like that? That game, you know the one I mean, where you've got, you know, you've got green animals on one planet and purple on the next and they launched it and it was shit and then they did a big update and then you were playing it again. I've nearly, bought, I've nearly bought that twice on the PlayStation Store because it's currently reduced to $34, but I still can't bring myself to fork out the money. That's all right. He'll get it reduced again in the next week, probably. Yeah. You could probably pick up a second-hand one on eBay without too much trouble. Mm-hmm. $5 bin at eBay. Oh, actually, I there... looked in eBay. Yeah, eBay still... Well, the eBay store I went in today, they still ordered 99 bucks for it. You're kidding. <laughs> Even for a second-hand one? Oh, actually, I did look for second-hands. There were no second-hand ones, which probably means no one actually bought it at that store to recycle it. Hmm. Um, come on, put me out of misery. What's the name of it? Otherwise, I'm going to have to look it up, and it'll affect the... Sky. I've said it, I've said it before. Oh, sorry, just because we keep cutting over each other. Ah. Yeah. Are you ready? Yep. Ready? Sure? Yep. Yeah, okay. No? No, yes. What? Huh? Mats. Hey, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. All right. So that's. I don't like, know which I, one of you is breaking up. What's going on? I'm just bored with the whole thing now. <laughs> anyway, I, I nearly bought that, but I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. So yeah. Event well, Horizon. No, that's a movie. That's right. Well, Legion and Destiny was my sum nope. total. All right, we're going to move on. Good. We're moving on. We're moving on. So we've got an enormous uh, running sheet. Um, Let's talk Nintendo Switch first. So I think it's fair to say that all three of us did watch the live stream. Yep. Yep. I did. Yep. 
All right, so right. that's unusual yeah. for this podcast. We're, we're, all, we're all paying attention. All paying attention. Um, I might do my usual superficial and brief comments and then you guys can f- flesh it out. Um, so Nintendo Switch, they obviously... I think you made a really funny comment, Simon, about it was that real cultural difference in the way that uh, the Japanese present. So it, it just all felt a bit bizarre from start to finish from my ethnocentric viewpoint. It was all seemed a bit awkward, like these guys had been forced at gunpoint to stand on stage and pretend they're excited about something. Um, but they did get up on stage, talked about the Nintendo Switch, you know, regurgitated some of the stuff from the initial teaser that from l- late last year and then announced a whole bunch of games and so on. Although my argument would be, and I think you guys agree with this, the amount of launch games aside from Zelda and the two, was it one, two switch and um, arms, the two ones really made for the switch. They look great, but that's it really, isn't it? Yeah, there's not much. Ben, do you want to go? No. Um, yeah, just just on your comment about it being very, very Japanese, it was extremely Japanese. Yeah. Um, that was a Japanese presser for a Japanese con- uh, audience. Um, uh, I did make the comment on Twitter, and I think I've made it several other places as well, but um, essentially the biggest letdown besides Zelda, is the fa- the lack of announced Western support. I mean, this, yes, they're saying that all, all these companies have signed on to make games for it, blah, blah, blah. They said the same thing about the Wii. They said the same yeah. thing about the Wii U. I've heard it all before. So until I actually see announcements, I'm not going to believe it. No. Um, and currently the only two Western IPs that they announced was Skyrim, which, granted, hey, great game, great game. wasn't for me, but I understand why people like it. It was a really good game. It's five years old. Mm. And FIFA, a yearly sports sim. Yep. Sorry, uh, that's not good enough for the Western market, in my opinion. Um, I don't know, maybe the Bethesda game could have been something that was, I don't know, maybe something that was released in the last two years instead of five years, maybe Fallout 4, Doom, Dishonored. You know, there's a couple of ideas. Um, Dishonored 2 probably would have been really cool with the uh, Joy-Con controls. Mm. Uh, with all the stealth and all the action that you can do in that. So I'm just thinking to myself that that's going to be the thing that shoots themselves in the foot again, is their lack of Western support. Um, in terms of Japanese support, lots of really cool stuff. That would be great for the Japanese market. Not a lot of it will translate to... Um, the Western culture very well. No. There are a lot of people in the Western culture that do like the Japanese style of games. That's hey, that's fair. Everyone's got their own taste, but the broad majority don't fall under that category. Um, me personally, I'm not really interested in seeing um, Xenoblade Chronicles Two or uh, what was the other one, um, Fire Emblem Warrior. I mean, hey, they're very popular games, but they're not. My style, they're JRPGs. I don't like JRPGs. Simple as that. I don't like Final Fantasy style games. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just everything was very Japanesey. Um, One Two Switch was that Wii Sports looking game. That's not even being bundled with the console, which I think is a mistake as well. 
Uh, arms. That screamed Japanese design again, especially with that trailer. You know, it's got a full-grown man throwing punches at a schoolgirl. Yeah, <laughs> true. I'm sorry, but that, if that if that doesn't scream Japanese anime to you, I, you haven't seen anime. Well, this Sadly, is no tentacles. There could have been tentacles. Oh, that's what I was going to say. There's no tentacles. So that's probably the only thing. But they had tentacles in Splatoon 2, another very Japanese-looking game. And, hey, Splatoon's very popular around the world. But, again, it's not something that interests me very much. Um, Mario Odyssey looks really cool because like it looks like Mario 64. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's not much else I can really say about the software besides saying Zelda looks gorgeous, but that's about it. And I've always, and this is going to be a really contentious thing to say, I played Zelda right back on the Super Nintendo and I enjoyed the hell out of it then. I just don't get excited by Zelda. I've never understood the huge love for it. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's just like what I just said before. I, I'm not a big fan of Skyrim. I okay. played you know, an hour and a half of it. I got up to the first dragon, never killed it. And I was like, I just don't like this game. I'm not enjoying it. Why am I playing it? Yeah. And I stopped playing it. Um, lots of people like it. So I can understand where you're coming from with Zelda. I liked... Actually, Super Nintendo Zelda was really cool. Uh, but the, I think I think a lot of people, especially in younger generations these days, they have a very big love or nostalgic memory of the N64 Ocarina of Time and Majora's yeah. Mask games. Yeah. Um, and this harkens back to that, which is also why they did the Twilight Princess remaster as well, because it's very similar again to Ocarina of Time, um, which is where I think a lot of the hype for Zelda comes from, is from people that loved Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, um, they're all thinking, oh, this is the next one of those sort yeah. of thing. Um, and that, yeah, that that's where it falls, is it's just hitting that generation nostalgic sort of thing. Same with us with um, the Star Wars movies and yeah. um, everything else that's going on that's just bringing up all the nostalgia. Yeah, that's what surprised me in one respect is just the, the number of the old IPs that weren't there. I mean, I would have loved to have seen something to do with Metroid. I would have loved to have seen them try and revive a couple of things from the GameCube days, you know, like a, a Rogue mm. Squadron or, or some something oh, to do with Star Wars would have been absolutely freaking awesome. Um, but, that would be amazing. Yeah, that'd, that'd be great. I'm, I'd be more than happy to play that on a, on a portable mm. console, even if it only does last two and Even a half. if it's just a remaster. Oh, yeah, that that yeah. would be cool. Um, mm. As far as the games go, yeah, incredibly limited. I think the release they've got four. Uh, everything else is to be confirmed. Uh, Mario Kart is uh, late April this year, so that's one. Just Dance is going to come out, which is also just a remaster, by the way. Yeah, that's a lot. So they title. did. So they did confirm Mario Kart in the end. Yes. 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 It's Mario Kart Eight. Deluxe. So it's exactly the same thing that's on the Wii U, just got extra characters and a new battle mode. Okay. And any any additional tracks and DLC. Hopefully the new battle mode is the old battle mode, not the shit thing they put in Mario Kart 8. From what I could see, yeah, it, look, it looks more like the old school battle mode yeah. where you're on like a small battle track instead yeah, of you're run, driving around the race course. Yeah, With the balloons. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
That's that's the one. Yeah, that was featured quite heavily in uh, Treehouse. Not that anyone is going to watch that because that freaker was five hours long. So I tried. <laughs> God knows I tried, but uh, yeah, kind of exhausting to to watch the Treehouse. But oddly enough, it was somehow more focused than the uh, the Japanese presentation was. Yeah, but the, there's a lot of good information in there. Some things that really need to get answered in a fairly significant way, like. What exactly are you going to do to your online network to make it worth charging a subscription for? Mm. And mm. letting letting you have a, a NES or SNES game for 30 days and then taking it away again, that's not going to justify mm. it. No, that, that actually bugged me when I heard that. I think it was today or yesterday I heard that. But, yeah, originally they just said, oh, yeah, NES and SNES games. They didn't say anything about it being taken away originally. Yeah, well, um, we all... We also don't know if there are any of the uh, virtual console titles or digital titles you've purchased uh, oh, previously yeah, yeah. are going to translate over. Even if yeah. they, they can, uh, you've only got 32 in, gig internal memory to work with, which is the same as the Wii U has got. Does it use an SD card? Yeah, it does use SD, but the thing okay. to remember, SDs aren't, aren't that fast and they're also not that reliable um, mm. over, over any period of time. So you can end up with... Um, corruption or just things missing completely. Uh, mm. One two switch. I was trying to think of what that reminded me of. Uh, and Wii Sports. Think, yeah, Wii Party. No, no. What it reminds me of specifically is a game where you have two people standing in front of each other, and they have their hands pressed together, uh, and you touch fingertips with the the other person in front of you, and you keep eye contact. And the idea is. You have to slap the other person's hands before they whip them away. So you've got to read what each other when an attack is going to come. Or if oh they... yeah, we used to play that at school. Old um, old old game, and that's what one two. We, we also played a version of it we called knuckles, where you used fists instead of hands yeah. to slap. You used to yeah. wrap each other on the knuckles with yep. your knuckles. Yeah, that's, that sounds typically brutal for a schoolyard. So, yeah, that sounds about right. So, basically, what they've done is uh, they're getting you to play a schoolyard game from that was played during World War One and World War Two, probably, by kids, that <laughs> uh, you need a, a $470 console to do it. Um, you can slap each other's hands for free people. So, yeah, wasn't – I think it's cool that they're looking for ways to do it, and those Joy-Cons are packed I was really amazed at how much stuff they have managed to pack into there. Um, the, the the HD Rumble's an interesting idea. That's quite quite a cute little innovation. So there's more than one Rumble. There's two Rumble motors at either end of the Joy-Con, and that's how you get this HD thing. Mm. So uh, it's not just like a, a single single Rumble motor on either side. You've actually got two motors on either side. So that gives you uh, more of a... a Third dimension or a second dimension? Whatever. Gives you an extra dimension for a price. That's the thing. Everything's available for a price. Yeah. Yeah. And so here, and this is all Australian dollars, obviously, we're talking about. But 1-2 Switch is, it's not a full price game for for us. Uh, It's $69.95. Still pretty pricey. Yeah. Well, a full price. Is that our, that's recommended retail? Recommended retail, yeah. Okay. Um, and so Mario Odyssey is a full price game, so that's ninety nine ninety five. So that's basically the same as mm. you know, sixty, and then the one two switch would be like a thirty forty US bucks equivalent. Yeah. 
But most of this stuff is coming is either to TBC to be confirmed 2017 or 2018. There's very few dates on this, and they've done what mm. infuriates me about what Sony does, which is they announce everything way too freaking early, um, just so they've got some sizzle yeah. going. Um, yes. Um, but Nintendo are very reputable for their polish and genuinely keep their release. They, they don't announce games until they're ready to announce. So they're usually pretty good with that, excluding Breath of the Wild, which did get delayed from last year. Um, but generally, they are good. In the games, when they come out, they don't really require any patching. They're generally very well polished and complete. Oh, I'm sure. Like EA or Activision games. Yeah, I'm sure they'll Ubisoft. Come, <laughs> they will come out, but it's just a matter of mm. when. Because yeah. at this point, everything has got no, no dates fixed to it. No. And I think that's this, this is my conspiracy theory. This is why they have generously done away with region locking. It's mm. because either the Western market's not going to have a lot of product out there, so it's going to be much better on for for each local market to be able to buy games from wherever in the world. Yeah. They've, they've removed region locking not out of any great generosity. It's simply to increase the pool of games available to make the system more appealing. That's my theory. I think it's probably right. But the hardware itself, I think, does look quite impressive. They're obviously really going to hit hard for trying to hit hard to get the, the casual Wii market back that they lost with the Wii U. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. They are really trying hard. Um. I mean, Rayman Legends, for instance. I love that game. 2018, Rayman Legends. That was a launch title for the PS4. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, let, let's have a look. I've got the list. Of, I've brought up the list of the um, all the launch games here. So we've got 1-2 Switch, which is basically Wii Sports, which should just be included with the console. Mm, Why it's not, don't know. Um, this Gaia 5, which came out on PS4 in 2015, has been Heroes, which is something new, but I... Still haven't seen anything for it yet, so I don't know what it is. Um, I Am Set Sooner, which came out on PS4 and Vita in 2016. Just Dance 2017, which came out on most consoles in 2016. Puyo Puyo Tetris came out on most consoles in 2014. Rayman Legends came out on many most consoles in 2013. Skylanders Imaginators also came out on most consoles in 2016. Snipperclips, which is new. Steep, which came out... Only a couple of months ago on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Um, Super Bomberman R, which is new, but I think that's a remaster of an old Bomberman game. I believe so, yeah. And Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is also going to be on the Wii U anyway. Um, So out of that, we've got one, two, three, four, five new games for the launch. Everything else is a re-release of a game that came out last year or older. Yeah, Um, Minecraft, for instance, is coming out. So, cool. Uh, Dates can confirm 2018. That's just bizarre, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. There's, there's, some, there's some really bizarre scheduling going on here. It's almost like no, mm. they're starting some of this stuff. I, I'm not sure what's going on. Um, th- this is what's going to cause them the most trouble, I think, is, is well, what can I play on it? Well, actually... That- I mean, Sorry, pre- Dave, you go ahead. I was going to say, you're pre-ordered, Simon, I think, haven't you? But uh, it t- the live stream totally put me off pre-ordering because I thought, I've got nothing, I'm not interested in Zelda. 
there's nothing I would want to spend serious hours on from launch. Mm. I have an ulterior motive, though. <laughs> I did read this. Well, you you still have a lot of trouble buying the uh, NES Classic Mini. Still very hard to get your hands on. Are you going to resell it for a profit? I may well do. I might cancel it. I, I'm just going to see how how um, Nintendo manages to Nintendo this up. If they are going to um, short stock the retailers, then yeah, I'm, I'm, I may just do that because screw them. Yeah, they, yeah. they bugger people's YouTube. This is um this is Nintendo Japan, not Nintendo USA or Australia, but. They they still screw people up with the uh, with YouTube, it, although they put a sh- basically they put a share button on this console, so maybe that's going to get loosened up. I don't know exactly how they're going to work that out, but also, also the prices of the accessories. I'm definitely not going to go for that. Yeah, you said so the a Pro jo- controller was ninety nine ninety five RRP. A fresh oh, Joy Cons one hundred and twenty bucks. Oh, oh. So that's Can just the Joy Cons alone without the grip as well. That's just the Joy-Cons with the, with, with the little click-on strap thing. So oh, the strap. So not the actual controller grip thing so you could put it all into a, like a proper controller. No, no charging grip, no. Oh. That, that's just the two, little, the two little plastic bits you hold in your hand. And here's, here's uh, a prediction I'm hoping doesn't come true, but my overwhelming impression from that Joy-Con is it's too small. I, yes. I understand compact, I the but I, I think it's going to be, feel very flimsy and small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, they're saying they're four inches in length now. I can't comment for you two gentlemen, but I'm six foot one, six foot two, and I've got pretty sizable mitts. Um, I thought he was going to talk about size of inches of something else there for me. This, <laughs> this is going the wrong way. Nine inches, isn't that um, the same? Yeah. But anyway, getting back to my point was, you know, I've I've heard other people saying that they've got you know decent size hands or whatever um and they've been using it and they've found it's actually surprisingly comfortable but then again i heard the same thing about um other you know devices like the wii u tablet controller thing that's horrendously uncomfortable um playstation 3 controllers i thought were always way too small and they felt like my hands cramping up and i was gonna smash the thing in my fingers um just because i was just gonna have fucking uh, what do you call it um you're a nurse david what's happened RSI. when your fingers seize up rsi thank you <laughs> um, uh yeah so you know it's um i was relieved to hear that they are quite comfortable but still the size of them i'm, I'm betting it's going to get lost under the couch the yeah. cat's going to run away with it dogs will chew them uh it'll disappear down the di- baby's diaper all those sort of things that can happen with those sort of devices well, the, the good news is you can buy them individually. Um, if you buy just one on its own, it's 70 bucks. So oh. there's a value proposition. <laughs> Jesus, they like stinging you with the dollars, don't they? Yeah, they really do. I have to admit, though, after seeing um, the, that guy on, in the Japanese presentation hold the thing up, I thought, wow, that looks small. And unless this is a six-foot-tall Japanese man... Um, mm. which he could have been. I, I don't know, but probably not. 
and it looked quite small in his hands. Mm. Yeah. And I just, I don't know quite how I'm going to cope. So I'm going to be interested to, if anyone's got any doubts, go and have a chat to, uh, go, go into your local EB and see if any of those folks have had a go with it. Because I know the ones in my local EB games uh, uh, get a, a, a crack at trying these things. There was a guy from Kotaku that went to the Melbourne event, and he got to spend a good portion of time on it. Um, what did he say? I'm just trying to find the website. Hang on a sec. I'll, I'll look it up. You keep talking. Oh, uh, David Vamp. Come on. Vamp. Um, well, I was about to say we probably need to move on from Nintendo Switch actually pretty soon because we've been talking for uh, more than half an hour about it. Um, I think... But we haven't sizing yet. Yeah, I know. I think yeah. I think it's going to struggle. I think at launch, I, I agree with you, Simon. They'll try and make out this huge demand by making it hard to get the bastards. I think it's a good idea to pre-order one and resell mm-hmm. it. EB are offering, I think it was at, at they're saying recommended retail before eighty nine. I think it was, or if you trade in a Wii U, and this you'll know the answer. Is it says if you trade in a Wii U premium console, what's a Wii U premium console? Black one, black oh, okay. one. Yeah, oh, I've got that. They came with two different hard drive sizes. Right. Well, I've got the black one. So with yeah. one game, and you'll get a whole seventy dollars off, which is doesn't seem great to me. Okay. But, the wonderful Jason Shreer uh, went along to the Nintendo event. Uh, doesn't say where which one he went to. Uh, each Joy-Con is roughly ten centimeters, or about the size of a Kotaku news pet- editor's palm, compared to say the Wiimote. They're downright tiny. Yet they're also surprisingly comfortable. Not just when you stick them in the dog-eared Joy-Con grip, but when you hold them separately, Wiimote and nunchuck style. Okay. Holding a single Joy-Con horizontally, which is Nintendo's recommended way to play several games, and the only way to play local co-op without a second set of controllers, is far less comfy. It's too small to hold with two hands for an extended period of time, but in other configurations, the Joy-Cons feel great. Okay. So, yeah. That's why the uh, the bar that comes with the, the wrist strap might mm. be good, because it just gives the thing a, a little bit more depth if you're holding it horizontally. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt in that they've tried this with a variety of hands and it's not going to be like a Contra Duke situation that uh, we had with the original Xbox where the Duke was just too big for um, smaller hands, uh, in particular hands in Japan. Yeah. Well, Reggie from Nintendo America, he looks like a fairly sizable gentleman. It's I'd a solid. say he's at least touched the thing. Um, and given his feedback on the size of the controllers to the Japanese guys. Yeah. He's a decent, he's a solid-sized man. Um, so I'd, I'd say they would have factored in his feedback, plus they've got whoever else at Nintendo America to pull yeah. upon their resources. Yeah, we shall I don't see. Reggie's just the marketeer, though. I don't think, he's, I don't think uh, they're going to take his opinion on hardware or software too seriously because he's basically there to sell the stuff well true that's always a good point but so, hey they've got so someone there who's got you know who's got who's quite large they might as well use the people that are around them so they would have tested it out with multiple people anyway we should on. david you really should yeah. you should have just on from this topic some time ago should have should have oh, no. sorry i'm Didn't. bad host um yeah, well, we'll just wait for March, and Simon would be interested to get your thoughts at the time, whatever, and we'll see what happens. Mm. Um, really? 
I don't feel like we need to really do a year that was because we did do that last episode, maybe year to come. Although I have a feeling we did a little bit of that too as far as what we're most excited for in the coming year. Um, and I think I actually said the Nintendo Switch was one of my uh, picks that I was excited about. But just briefly, what, you know, things you're most looking forward to that you've heard so far are definitely coming out. Oh, easy. Scalebound. Really looking forward to it. No, I'm looking forward to Andromeda. Andromeda, I think, is going to be awesome. Mass Effect Andromeda is probably the most anticipated game I've got on my list. Um, actually, that's something, because there's two games that are very high up on my list. Horizon Zero Dawn, which was actually, before it got pushed back, it was my pick for most anticipated game of 2016. Um, but I'm still looking really forward to that. That comes out on March 1st here, two days before the Switch. Oh, um, and then Mass Effect Andromeda, which had its release date confirmed as March 21st or 23rd here in Australia. Um, yeah. Um, gives me a couple of weeks to finish Horizon and then straight into Mass Effect. I'm not going to be picking up a Switch for at least six months anyway. Oh, yeah. You're not alone. Hmm. All right. Good picks. Um, I yeah. wish I knew enough to be able to suggest anything in addition to that, but I think... Um, I can't think of anything else. Mario Kart. I I was hoping 2017 would be the year of a new Mario Kart game, but I was obviously delusional on that. Actually, I'm really hoping there's going to be a new Splinter Cell game this year, announced at maybe E3 or something, but we probably won't see it till next year. As long as Ubisoft announce it with Dancing Giraffes, that's all I'm interested in. Sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, David. Um, so, Scalebound, I know you were super excited about that, Simon, but it looks like you'll never see it. No. No, I wasn't terribly excited about it. I thought, yeah, I'll believe this thing will exist right after they release Crackdown 3. I'm a bit sketchy about Crackdown 3 as well. <laughs> I am now as well, yeah. I was actually very surprised Scalebound got cancelled. Um and killed off completely because Microsoft owned the IP, so Platinum can't even continue working on it under another publisher. Um, but it looked, especially from the look of the demos that were at what Gamescom last year, plus you know a couple of years ago as well when it was all first announced, you know, looked like a pretty solid, fun action RPG style game with a giant dragon. I was actually keen to play it. it looked really cool. Something different, new IP. Oh yeah, I definitely um, played it, and um, yeah. and but I try not to get too excited about anything I see at things like E3. Uh, mm. I will draw your attention. Obviously, there was, you had the original Watch Dogs fiasco. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, specifically, I tend to think about um, the the bilious and noxious uh, studio Gearbox and the odious and reprehensible Randy Pitchford and what they did with um, Aliens versus Colonial Marines, where that was just proved to be complete and total lies. So that being the case, you don't really have any kind of accurate idea as to how the game's progressing through what they decide, the vertical slices they decide to show you, or gameplay, and I'm doing air quotes, they show you at these these big events because you don't know what the heck you're looking at. And Mm. what I've been able to tell, this was a extremely ambitious project and something that platinum 
hadn't done something like this, combat like this, or something on this kind of scale and complexity. So basically, they they overreached. They Microsoft obviously were happy to buy into it, but were clearly the there were problems that simply couldn't be overcome and they just decided to, yeah, okay, well, we can either do a Last Guardian and let them work on it for 10 years or we can just pull the plug now and move on to something else because this is clearly mm. not work with, with where they are at the moment in their abilities to develop the, the, uh, the project and or the, the technology required to display it. And if people... Yeah. As going, oh, it's because of the Xbox One, then because it's less powerful. The Xbox One isn't that much less powerful than the PS4, realistically. If the Xbox wasn't going to be able to run... actually on par with the One S anyway, with the overclocking on the One S and the removal of Connect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, it's still it still falls behind, and it's still going to run things at a lower resolution, but it, it still mm. runs things fine. So, yeah, I still and, buy ga- games on my Xbox as well as my PlayStation, and they look perfectly fine to me. Yeah, you don't tend to notice these things side by side. And mm-hmm. that's, I still haven't got a PlayStation 4 Pro because... Uh, Why? Just, yeah. It's, there's, yeah, there's no compelling reason to do so. Uh, the mm-hmm. only reason I really get it would probably be VR anyway, but the the results you get with games that are even supposed to work with PlayStation Pro, of you know, PlayStation 4 Pro, uh, not exactly consistent results we're getting from project to project so yeah anyway but so scale bound clearly a bit too ambitious and i think they probably did the right thing rather than just letting it limp along mm. no that's probably probably right um i just even i can't recall the exact footage i don't remember watching a hell of a lot of it but i remember they did like a 25 minute demo at gamescom and things like that and i think there was even some hands-on with some of the reporters there so i was Still very surprised. Um, but then again, I had no idea there was any such trouble because I wasn't excited by it in the terms of, you know, I was, it was one of the, one of the games I was looking forward to coming out. But I, I thought it looked like a really cool IP and I was going to check it out when it did release. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of a bit of a shame. Mm, um, but Platinum Plat- Games, they do games like... Um, was it the ones they did recently uh oh, transformers devastation teenage mutant ninja turtles mutants in manhattan uh transformers devastation was free just recently on ps plus but um the teenage mutant ninja turtles game that only came out last year i want to say it was probably around may last year but i'm probably completely and utterly wrong so um cool. yeah but they um you can't find that digitally anywhere anymore it's been pulled from all stores you can still pick up a physical copy out in the sh- shops but digitally it's gone so yeah, there's clearly of... something going on at platinum that needs to be discussed same as konami maybe well a japanese studio i mean platinum may be having some problems i think what they've got is like an a team and a b team the uh, b team does the all the licensed projects like yeah uh, the cheap ips yeah cheap IPs to keep money coming in the door and I think the A-team work on the bigger more ambitious projects is just in mm. this B-team produced things which weren't terribly well received and the A-team couldn't for one reason or another quite get the job done to the the and hit the milestones that were obviously part of the contractual arrangement so sure. yeah, they've, they've had a, a bad bad 18 months really although mm. I like Turtles also as far as the Turtles getting pulled um, 
the couple of the Spider-Man, the two amazing Spider-Man titles have also been. Oh pulled. yeah, they got pulled. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Was that Platinum as well? No, 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 no. That wasn't no. Platinum. But the last time, oh, they happened, were active. That was Activision because that Activision's was active. lost their yeah, Marvel licensing. I, yeah, because Deadpool got pulled at the same time as well. Mm-hmm. So that may just be a, simply a, a licensing issue rather than pulling the game because it was horrendous. Fair enough. It wasn't horrendous. It was just a bit dull. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the Turtles one might be going under the DC umbrella or something like that now, seeing as they're doing crossovers with Batman. Oh, uh, Disney comics. bought it. Oh, Disney bought it? Oh, well, that, oh, that explained it more. everything else. <laughs> yeah. What about Gorilla Games, Simon? Yeah. What happened there? It, it, explain we, to me about that one. Let's get upbeat and quickly talk about them. You're in a rush, David. You want to go somewhere? Some of these people haven't even finished commuting to work yet. All right, hit it. All right, very quickly. Uh, Sony killed Guerrilla Games Cambridge. Now, not to con- be too confusing, Guerrilla Games Amsterdam are the ones that are working on Horizon Zero Dawn. So that Ooh. game is not affected. Uh, and that studio is not affected, at least until the game comes out, in which case Sony will probably close them then, because that seems to be what Sony does. Uh, like they killed Evolution, uh, the producers of Drive Club. Don't. I wanted to have lots of story DLC down the road. Yeah, well, I'd like to see that as well because that game still looks pretty awesome regardless of what resolution may or may not be running at. Uh, Guerrilla Games Cambridge were the ones that produced Rigs, which was one of the big launch titles for PlayStation VR. It was kind of like a, um, a, a mech, mech combat arena dealio. Um, obviously, that did do terribly well. They were also the ones behind... Um, got the name of it now the kill zone uh kill zone oh i'm forgetting the names the the one they released for the vita which began with m and i've forgotten the name of uh they did do a kill zone on the vita as well though yeah and yeah they did a kill zone on the vita and they did uh the kill zone launch title which began with an s and i've also forgotten the name of that so font of knowledge me so clearly yeah. it was a popular game well i quite liked it it was it was pretty <laughs> Uh, 205 people, I think, lost their jobs. So very sad, very bad news for, for them. So um, obviously mm-hmm. I thought about uh, people affected and hopefully they'll find something pretty darn soon. Hopefully doing DLC for Horizon Zero yeah. Dawn. Who knows? So that's all we have to say on that. Yeah, always sad to see those sort of jobs go. <sighs> Thank God there's people like us still learning big livings as podcasters. Yep. That, Don't um, tell people, then everyone else will do it. <laughs> That's true. It's a bit of a niche thing. No one does podcasting. Shh. You don't want to do it. We don't get paid for it. No one loves you. It's a thankless job. <laughs> no one looks at you strange on a Virgin Australia flight because they recognise your voice. None of that ever happens. No. No. Never. All right, let's do some quick TV and uh, movie recommendations. I just looked up the previous run sheet and I was too obtuse as far as I just said movie and TV talk. Did we talk actual Rogue One experiences last episode? Because I don't think we did. It hadn't come out yet, I don't know. No, that's what I thought. So, uh, extremely brief. Have you both seen it? Twice. Yes. Okay, so... Um, uh, don't worry about the spoilers. I already got it. Got ruined very quickly. All right. Yeah. So, so sorry. I already kind of guessed half the things that happened. Hey, they get the plans to Princess Leia at the end. That's right. Well, duh. <laughs> I've seen New Hope. Um, 
So, Simon, you like, like you, I've seen it twice. Um, I, I would nearly go and see it three times. The shortest review I can possibly do is I, I'd argue it was better than Force Awakens. Um, stonking story, bit disappointed about two-thirds of the way through when it finally, the penny finally dropped from me, hold on, all these characters have to die because none of them appear in episode four. <laughs> so that yeah. was a bit of a downer. Um yeah, the the CGI. So a lot of people talk about uh, Tarkin. Yeah, he looked great, um, and Leah at the end looked great. Uh, and I'm pleased to see LucasArts announced today that they won't be trying to digitise Carrie Fisher for Episode Nine. But I think there's... oh yes, actually that's something we should mention. Um, Carrie Fisher. That was really sad. Yeah. So um, and with a mother the day after as well. That's right. So yeah, that's, th- that's right. Thankfully. Um, well, not thankfully. It's all hands on deck mm-hmm. at, at um, Disney at the moment to do a rewrite for how they're going to link um, Episode 8 to Episode 9. Um, but, yeah, Rogue One, a lot of fun. Uh, I thought Ben Mendelsohn, my former um, acting partner in a previous hugely successful Australian movie, um, I thought he did a great job as the villain. Darth Vader kicked ass. It was a beautiful lead-up those last five minutes to Episode 4. It couldn't have been better. Yeah, had a ball. What did you What did you think, Simon? I was overall was very happy with it. I liked the the all the new characters were good. Uh, I liked the particularly like the way we basically planet hopped for the first time in a long time. I actually got to feel like we were in a galaxy far, far away, and got some sense of scope. Some people probably found, found it a bit um, scattershot because you were here, and then you were here, then you were here, then you were here, but. Uh, I like that. It, it did give a sense of the extended universe. Yeah, we haven't really had that since. Well, I suppose yeah, the Force Awakens had a bit of that. A little bit, not really, because the story followed planet to planet. It didn't split across no. multiple planets at the same time. No, Empire did. Yeah, between yeah. Dagobah and uh, Bespin and the uh, um, asteroid field scenes. Yeah, although the uh, the the passage of time and the duration of events, mm. the separation oh, of events, was Attack rather... Attack of the Clones kind of did that. Yeah, I didn't really feel like it... I think this this did it best. The, yeah. the character... I don't know. They had, th- what, what, five planets in Attack of the Clones? That's, that's pretty galaxy feeling. I don't know. I can't really remember Attack of the Clones. Who, who the hell does? Well, I watched a lot of Clone Wars, not so much the movies. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Clone Wars... Clone Wars and Rebels. Mm. Oh, did did anyone spot? Um, uh, why do I keep Ghost getting... and Chopper are in it? Chopper, that's it. Yeah, I saw yeah. Chopper. I didn't see Ghost. Ghost. Ghost is the Ghost is the ship. In, apparently, there's a sh- there's a screenshot yeah. going around on Facebook and all that of uh, Ghost floating around with the Armada. I saw Chopper and I didn't realize how much I like the little rust bucket. But yeah, he's uh, <laughs> it was good I to see. I haven't watched the latest season. I've got to get on get onto that. You really do. You really mm. do. Uh, okay, this is a really rambly review. Yeah, Rogue um, One, you liked it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, David, you need to get new people in. Uh, yes, I liked it. The uh, The CGI was good, the yeah. actors good, the character development, considering the, the short period of time we had, got to, had to know them in, uh, I thought was good. To, actually, I found I did care about them. Um, Alan Tudyk's performance... Uh, as what was it? I don't even know his his numbers. The robot. Yeah, he was that good. 
And is just brilliant. He he did a brilliant job in iRobot as well. Uh, I'm sure he's probably performed other robots between then and now. Oh, Alan Tudyk is he's just amazing. A legend. He, he, go he watch any of his movies. He's he's great in all of them. Yeah, even if he did Serenity and Firefly, he was fantastic in. Uh, Death of Funeral. He was in, he was King Candy in uh, Wreck It Ralph. Oh yeah, yes, he was King Candy as well. He does a lot of good voiceover work um, yeah. for cartoons and TV shows. He's a nerd's nerd. So yeah, Rogue yeah. One, go see it. Go see it now. And and credit to that droid whose name I also f- uh, forget. A um, little bit of ODS one in him, I thought at the time. Yeah, maybe just a little. Um, uh, so some lowly screenwriter listens, listens to the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Royalty check better be in the mail, mate. Bloody better be. Yeah, good fun. So looking forward to the Han Solo side. I mean, obviously episode eight this year, but then the Han Solo side movie. If it can be as good as Rogue One, it'll be a good thing. Hmm. Well, on the topic of ODS-1, is he going to make a return in 2017? Oh, no pressure. He... No pressure. <laughs> he might. Oh, the, the trouble is I'll have to see if I can find a, uh, a US... Is he done with Trump's campaign? <laughs> Yes, yes. I have to find the cable to recharge him. <laughs> it's USB. Nice. Yeah, it's a USB one cable. They're harder to come by now. Any, I think. Mm. Um, all right. Uh, other TV recommendations, um, Ben. You've got one from Netflix yeah, or two from Netflix. yeah. Uh, came out uh, yesterday. You want to say? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was yesterday it came out on Netflix. Uh, Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events. Uh, the name might f- sound familiar because it was a movie starring Jim Carrey and Emily Browning back in 2004. Based on books. There's also a... Th- yeah, all based on the books. Um, the series, however, follows the books very, very closely, uh, doing two episodes per book, uh, ser- eight episodes all up for the series. Uh, each episode's around the 50-minute mark. Um, some are a little bit shorter, some are a little bit longer. Um, very, very well done. Awesome cast. Um, Neil Patrick Harris. I don't think that man can do no wrong for me. For me, he's yeah. he's fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, Patrick Warburton. Um, who else is in there? Uh, oh, there's a guy from The Daily Show. Um, yeah, there's heaps of names that you'll recommend. Oh, Catherine O'Hare's in there as well. Um, Oh, there's so many names. You'll re- you'll recognise them. I can't think of them all off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, definitely go check it out. Great. I watched. I've been watched the whole lot all weekend. Um, it's eight episodes all up, so roughly around the seven hour, seven and a half hour mark to watch the whole lot. Um, very well follows the books, and yeah. So first four books are done. They'll have the next four done, or next five, sorry, done by the end of the year. They reckon. Cool. So check that one out. Um, the other one I want recommend uh it's not out yet but comes out on the 20th so in a few days uh voltron season two uh will be on netflix as well so if you haven't watched season one go catch up and watch it now um i went back and watched it earlier in the week because why not and to get ready for season two and it's voltron voltron's really cool there you go thank you I've been, no worries. The only thing I've been binge watching is Peep Show on Netflix. I love that, and I never watched most of those episodes. Um, the British comedy show. I don't know whether either of you guys have seen it, but I just love it to bits. Yeah. 
Ah, oh, it's a good show, yeah. Yeah, very funny. Um, Simon, anything from you? Uh, I will recommend a, it's, again, it's another Netflix show, um, Travellers. That's I don't think I've seen that one there. Travellers. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I suppose it's, yeah, it's sci-fi, because it sort of mm-hmm. deals with time travel kind of, except it's all modern day. I'll leave it at that. Have a look at the first episode, see what you think, and if you like it, keep watching it. There's only one season so far, but the second season has been greenlit, so uh, we'll find out what happens, hopefully, in that. Cool. Otherwise, what I'm going to say is watch Star Wars Rebels and re-watch all of the Clone Wars, including the missing episodes, because it's awesome. Mm. Definitely. So lesson in that for all of us. Just because it's a cartoon doesn't mean you shouldn't watch it. That's right. All right. I reckon that's it. Now, while I think of it, to our, if you're a faithful listener that's actually got this far into the podcast, bloody well done you. Because it's the start of the year, um, I, we'd love to get your feedback even more than usual. So do drop us a line via the means that I talk about in a sec. Tell us what you'd like in the coming year from us. So do you want more mm. of something, less of something, you know? Uh, David, can you just shut up altogether? Whatever it is, uh, would lo- love to hear it, and it might help shape this brilliant podcast we make every month. Less political references, more no. political references, more political references. Ah, oh, look at that! We're already getting feedback on the Twitters. How about that? <laughs> haven't even posted the show yet. <laughs> That's right. People just guessed. Right. <laughs> they knew. They knew. They said, shut up. All right, keep going. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I pulled back the curtain. All right, so <laughs> as always, if you'd like to offer an opinion, suggestion or general abuse, feel free to email us at contact at oceanicgamer.com or visit the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash the Oceanic Gamer. You can also follow us on Twitter. As always, my handle is the Oceanic Gamer. Simon tweets under RPG Beats RL and Ben tweets under the Spawny 13. Uh, and still twitching? I know I ask you that every single episode. Yep, yep. Uh, if you're not finding me on the... My Twitch, uh, you'll probably find me on uh, We Are 8-Bits Twitch, or I'm hosted on either one of them. So, yeah. There you go. Uh, previous episodes are still well and truly on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher, Google Play, and Pocket Cast. Um, so, yes, as always, thanks very much for listening, and thanks to you guys, as always. Thank you. Um, Cheers. Have a great week. And remember, you don't stop playing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop playing or you die from old age waiting for Nintendo to actually release some decent games. Good night. Sick burn. Sick burn. to speak does not make one intelligent.